Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jana Panaritis, and you're listening to the AgeWise podcast, where we give you strategies for aging well and wisely. And how do you do that when on top of struggling to meet the demands of your own life, you're also caring for an aging parent or a spouse, or maybe you're caring for another member of your family? Well, we're here to help. Each week, we'll hear from the experts, professionals in the field of aging, and people like you, unsung heroes rising to the occasion of caring for a loved one and finding unexpected rewards along the way. So stick around for some straight talk on aging in all its unpredictable glory. Because we live in a media culture, the stories we see and hear have tremendous potential to affect how we view any number of issues. That's why I'm so excited to welcome today's guest. Cassie Cruz is a film industry veteran who's held a wide array of roles and responsibilities. Among other things, she spearheaded marketing at Canon Films, and she produced a variety of critically acclaimed independent features, as well as directed live shows for the theater. Cassie's the producer of a new film called Broken Memories, which depicts the often untold story of a caregiver for an older adult. In the film, the lead character, Levi, is estranged from his family, but he returns home to care for his father, Jasper, who suffers from Alzheimer's disease. Levi's sister is nearby, but she's not much help with Dad, and when he wanders off one too many times, Levi decides to hire a caregiver named Maggie, who has her own turbulent past. Cassie Cruz... Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Anna. I welcome uh, everyone else, too. Well, I have to say, I wasn't really sure what to expect when I hit play on the trailer for Broken Memories, because Alzheimer's is a tough subject, and the film could easily have gotten dark or modeling, but I have to say, the trailer doesn't feel that way at all. It's obvious the film is beautifully shot. It seems to strike a really good balance between being serious, but also somewhat lighthearted. So uh, how did this story come to you, and what inspired you to take it on? Well, I was looking for about a year for a project that would be something that would touch my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot of projects and, um, you know, working in the film industry for a ton of years, uh, doing lots of different things. And this was an opportunity that I was afforded to be able to look for a really good script that really met some of my values mm-hmm. uh, for my heart because the people that I was working with were looking for some similar type of stories to tell. We want to tell new stories, stories mm-hmm. that have meaning, that have depth, that relate to all of us because really all of us come from a family. We're social creatures. And whether that family is diffracted or if it's bonded uh, in a loving way, uh, it's still we all, we all have them, you mm-hmm. know, in different scenarios. So we were looking for something that had family values that was uplifting but still had depth and meaning for struggles that we live with in life because we all live with things that occur mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily pleasant, but we are faced with them. So I had read tons of scripts and... Michael Worth is somebody that I have worked with on several other features with, and he had connected with Frankie and Dan Martell, and Frankie Lauderdale is the writer of Broken Memories, Mm -hmm. and he said, I think you should read the script. I read the script about a year and a half ago, and I absolutely fell in love with it. I couldn't put it down. 
I was like, this story meets every requirement that I was looking for. It was something that I could do that wasn't this huge budget, you know, phenomena that needed to, you know, have explosions and blow ups. And right. It was really about family values. And it was about a disease. And it really could be any disease, mm-hmm. cancer, any kind of mental issues, anything that families are dealing with. But this would happen to be about Alzheimer's. And I happen to have a personal experience with Alzheimer's in my family, and I related very well with that as well. As Frankie had written the story because she was a caretaker for her mother who had Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and it was inspired because of that. And the struggle is really about what happens to the caretaker, and that's, that's a slant that's not really depicted a lot because right. the caretaker takes the brunt. As you know, I've listened to other programs <laughs> that, that you've been dealing with, and they really take the brunt, and I think you too, right, Jenna? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've been down that road, and I'm still on it. Well, and that, but that journey is so very important very and relatable. how you really connect to it. Mm-hmm. And the caretaker mm-hmm. takes, you know, not only their own life and all the things that they're dealing with, but now they have a person that they love who doesn't have that memory anymore. And what happens to that? Because the person that's actually having the Alzheimer's is having that experience, which we at this fortunately do not have that in that space, mm-hmm. but we do have the memory as caretakers. Mm-hmm. And what does that do to the caretaker or the people that are in the family that are not caretaking and how do they actually deal with the situation in their family unit? Uh, some get angry, some go away. You know, there's just so many different options on how people handle issues that, mm-hmm. are, that are problems in a family unit. And I, I think with Broken Memories, Frankie did such a beautiful job at showing all the different levels. Uh, there's Iris, who is the cousin of Levi, mm-hmm. and that is her uncle Jasper. Her father is dead. Marvin was his brother. And they were very close. It's in a small town, and they're very close. They're farmers living mm-hmm. on a farm. And, you know, she takes on the role as the matriarch. Mm-hmm. And she has all these kids, and that's her role in loving, you know, but she's not, like, in it every day. Levi takes on the role as really being in it every day. But he is so despondent with his father because really at a younger age, he did not feel that his father was proud of him or loved him. Mm-hmm. But he has made the determination to make sure that his father would be cared for and would not go to a nursing home, that he would take care of him. But he's finding it a struggle because Jasper wanders off and he's getting himself in situations where Levi can't control what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So in comes Maggie via Iris, who hires Maggie from out of town, Mm -hmm. this beautiful creature that is an angel of light. And she walks into this broken home and with the broken memories with Jasper and things change. Right. (laughs) The paradigmatic outsider who changes the dynamics around him as soon as he appears on the scene. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And what happens is it becomes this romantic drama. And, and, and as you mentioned earlier, there is so, there was so much lightness that Frankie wrote in this because uh, anybody that has been a caretaker or that has on Alzheimer's, and, and a lot of them have great sense of humor, by the way. My, mm-hmm. my gram for sure does mm-hmm. with it, and she's going through it now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some funny stuff that happens. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> I mean, funny. and you have to laugh at moments 
There is comical sometimes. Very comical. <laughs> but I really <laughs> like the fact that this film is set in what appears to be one primary location which is not only run down, so I'm guessing that in some way it mirrors sort of the run-down atmosphere of the family, but it really sort of provides a neutral ground for all of these different emotions to blossom. So the scenery is not a distraction. It's part of the story, but it's, it's, uh, is it just one setting? Tell us about the setting. Well, the house is definitely one of the leading ladies as well. Um, and it is one central, right? The house of the leading lady or the leading man. I call it the leading lady because it's a beautiful home, but it is run down and two males are living in there and there's dust and dirt and things like that. It's not in shambles, but it is broken down, but it is on a beautiful farm and the farm is a functional farm. It's beautifully set. It's gorgeous setting. So I'm glad that you recognize that, but although that is a primary location and, and we did that on purpose because, you know, usually in a family situation, the home is central mm-hmm. to people coming and going. Right. And Jasper not leaving his home is really key and important in his stability and where his memories are mm-hmm. so he can function the best he can function. And that's what Jasper had put his father in a nursing home. And he made leave, I promise, at a young age that if he ever got in that situation that he would never do that. Hmm. And if he did have to do that, that he would put a bullet in his head before he did that. Wow. And Levi is, Levi is faced with this thought, and he's like, well, I keep my promise to my dad. Yeah. And so he does everything to keep him at home, and and, and the, the, the Maggie character is required to, uh-huh. to help him do that. Mm-hmm. One of the really awesome things I think that is beautiful about the story, and it happens really early on in, in the movie, is that Jasper, when Maggie arrives, there's an energy about Maggie that totally reminds Jasper of his deceased wife that's been deceased for 10 years, Sylvie. He believes that is Sylvie, mm-hmm. his wife, and she, she is back. And all of his memories of that time, and you know if, if anybody's dealing with Alzheimer's, their long-term memory is intact. That's it's right. a short-term memory. It is, you know, sketchy, and, and they constantly ask the same question like, did you shut the door? Did you shut the door? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to eat? Well, we just ate. Right. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So Jasper believes that this is Sylvie, and all of his life comes back to him. Every memory, and he just, that's his wife, that's Sylvie. Mm-hmm. And Maggie plays along with it. She's like, well, what's the harm? Right. He's happy. He feels good. So she just plays along with it, and then they have a great time, and there's this love that Levi never really saw that his father is, is showing him by just loving Maggie, just enjoying the company and just mm-hmm. being so excited and all his memories coming back. Levi, however, is very attracted to Maggie because she's a beautiful woman, and he's got his own broken heart and his own broken past to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so to see that... And Jasper and Levi have some great interaction because of that situation. Levi is very angry, very frustrated, and he does not know how uh, he wants to keep, he wants to try to bring the reality back to Jasper. No, you know, no, Jasper, this is not mom. You know, she's been dead for 10 years. You know, this is Maggie, the caretaker, so you can stay here with me, you know, and he just really wants to just pound that in. And what happens is Levi starts softening. Because Maggie, Maggie is softening him, saying, well, what's the harm? It's okay. He's happy. Just mm-hmm. let him be happy and play along, and, and it's all right. And, mm-hmm. and he starts to realize that that is okay. And there's beautiful things that occur until 
Maggie's <laughs> turbulent past uh, finds her, and she has run away from a domestic violent abuser. Uh-huh. And she is trying to escape that situation, though she went to another town and seeing if she could get out of that, but it, it does catch up with her. And there is a climax that happens. Right, um, let's not give so, away too much. So I'm not giving that away. Okay. <laughs> there okay. is a climax that happens. Okay. But it's really a bonding scenario that occurs for, for the whole family, and, mm-hmm. and hearts do heal, and there is redemption, and there is healing, and there is love. And I think that I'm just full circling back on the very first part of, you know, your question, like, why did I want to do this story? And I think that those are the stories that are important to tell in life. You know, we may go through struggles. We may go through hardships. There may be issues. But if we stay together and if we love each other and if we work together to be together, that, that there's always hope and love and love conquers all. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything works out, and that was the, the. I think that was the most important part of the story. It, and another great thing that happened. I didn't know this was going to happen when we made this story because so many great things occurred. Uh, so many people that got involved actually have family that had Alzheimer's, so they really connected with the story. It, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So much of my career, when they were just so connected to it, that they just gave their hearts and soul into the project and. Um, Rance Howard, who plays Jasper. Oh, right. Can I just tell you, when I read the script, I just saw Rance Howard playing Jasper. That was the face that I had for Jasper the whole time I was reading it. And just so absolutely blessed that we were able to get Rance Howard. Because after I read it, I said to the director, Michael Worth, hey, I don't know who you saw for uh, for Jasper, but Rance Howard just kept popping into my brain. That's all I saw mm-hmm. whenever I mm-hmm. read Jasper's lines. Great, he goes, great That's exactly who I saw. Right. And for our listeners, we should say that Rance Howard is a renowned actor who's been in Chinatown and Cool Hand Luke and recently the film Nebraska. He also happens to be the father of the filmmaker Ron Howard. So how did Rance Howard come to the production? Well, Michael had an opportunity to work with Rance on a couple other pictures, doing some other smaller parts for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just hounded Rance's uh, agent <laughs> to please give him the script that, uh, you know, he had to play Jasper. <laughs> we, we had to have him play Jasper. It was vitally important. And so we were just very fortunate and extremely blessed that, that Rance said yes. And mm-hmm. uh, he actually was not Rance Howard on the set. He was Jasper. And he, how old is he now, Rance Howard? He's, I, I want to say he's 87, wow. 87, 89. He has an incredible and presence. I want to in that trailer alone. Yeah, I, can, I mean, do you not connect with him and just go, oh my God. You know, I have to God. tell you, this film appears to have been beautifully cast. I mean, uh, Ivan Sergei, who plays Levi, he's so believable without being heavy-handed, and it's so hard to walk that line between being maudlin and sappy, but he's got a great face, and how did you find him? Lisa Hamill's our casting director, mm-hmm. and she did a phenomenal job for us. She is a great casting director, and Ivan Sergey is Levi. I mean, when we saw Ivan, and we saw his picture, and she's like, I think we should go for Ivan uh, <laughs> Sergey. He's fantastic, and we're like, let's, let's see if we can get him. And uh, we agreed, and 
he is Levi. He's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it's basically like I wanted to make sure that I could fall in love with the farm boy. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly, I mean, as me as a female, I mean, that's what I am doing. I hope that all the other females feel the same way because he is just, he is a man's man. He's such a great artist, such a great actor. He cared so much about the art of his character. And really, the greatest thing that happened um, between Rance and Ivan is that they bonded as Levi and Jasper. They were son and father. Uh-huh, that's that bond cool. was so strong on the set. I'm sure you can see that through the trailer. Yeah. Those moments were real for them. And what was so cool is what happened after the production, Rance and Ivan are super close as people. And that bond was just so strong. And I didn't know this was going to happen, but the way the film actually turned out, it's really a father and son story mm-hmm. and on a really male emotional connection. And I'm a female, so it's not like this is not a, a chick flick. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's really a father and son story and them emotionally connecting and men emotionally connect much different than women. And I did not know that that was happening. I did a ton of focus groups and mm-hmm. a lot of males that were younger and mid-age and older. And I was really surprised. All of them were, were very touched uh, on a personal level, mm-hmm. and almost every single one. I got to call my son. I, I got to call my father oh, now. That's I, I want to so talk sweet. to him. Well, and the other thing is, is that we think of caregivers as primarily women because they are. So here's another great angle for the story that it's about a guy who's a caregiver. And by the way, there are lots of male caregivers, but that you're presenting this story from that angle is also good. We've we've all heard about Still Alice and Julianne Moore, and that performance was amazing. And uh, that was a great story. But this is told from a different point of view and a very important point of view, and it opens up a whole other population of people to talk about this disease. And you know that there are men taking care of their fathers. I mean, it's not just the women, so that's another great angle for you. It's really true. It's really true, and it really gives that opportunity for a man and his father to who have had issues, perhaps, being emotional with each other or being able to communicate on a level of appreciation or love, you know, to actually see that being able to shift in the movie mm-hmm. as well and to have that healing. Yeah, and I was just going to say, too, that when I saw Ivan slash Levi arguing with his dad and saying, no, 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 it's not this, it's so resonated with me because my mom was diagnosed with early stages of Alzheimer's, too, and I kept trying to have her be the way I wanted her to be rather than letting her be who she was. And I think that when we're confronted with people who have memory loss, and it's so hard for us to just let go and stop thinking they should be a certain way and just let them be who they are. But it's very hard to do that. And you see that with Levi. You can. I'm just. I'm afraid for him because he's so angry with his dad. You know. You just. Let, you just want to say, let go. It's okay. You know. And that's that's the beauty of Maggie. You know, coming in and saying that. Uh, Kelly Grayson uh, plays Maggie, and she is just pure light coming on. And she did just such a phenomenal job of just bringing that light in and and saying it's okay. Exactly what you know you're saying. Like it's okay. Let go. Mm-hmm. Let them. Let them have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I think on the caregiver side, I, I too, uh, have done the same thing. It's like you think, well, no, 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 here, we're here in this reality right now. Let me help you get here. This will help you. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's why you want them to be grounded. No, 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 this is what's going on right now. It's 
2015, March, you know, like, <laughs> right. and what does that matter to them? Does that make them anxious because they can't remember? Because usually, you know, whenever I've tried to do that, they've gotten so upset because then they're mad at themselves that they don't remember, and then they remember they don't remember, and then they have a, you know, and then they right. just go on this spiral mm-hmm. and get so upset about it. So usually, I'll be like, oh, well, what were you doing in 1969? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, well... Here's a great story that I've heard a million times, but right. I want to hear it again. And why not? <laughs> why not? Because, because it, it makes her happy in that moment, and right. she remembers everything, and she feels very comfortable then. And that's exactly what Maggie, you know, Kelly Grayson playing Maggie, was allowing Jasper to do, mm-hmm. was just to be in that moment when everything was whole for him, everything was well with him. You know, and he had the love of his life and mm-hmm. his wife was there and it was a great time for him. And, and he got to share that love again and it brought him back to life. His energy level changed and music, music actually stimulated him and brought him. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, anything that can stimulate that memory. Mm-hmm. Music is, is also one of the last things to go in the brain. That's, that's, that's a, a scientific fact that music actually stirs memories in the brain. So if you play music from the era or songs that the person knew or they have a particular memory association with, it will literally bring them to life. And another thing when you were talking about Maggie that's so interesting, her character is able to say it's okay to let go because, you know, she doesn't have anything at stake. It's easier for exactly. her. It's easier for her, and that's, and that's the beauty of having outside people and letting others in. I mean, you know, when we have uh, family members who have memory issues, we just we want to control it. We want to maybe not even publicize it. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Right. It's important to have someone on the outside to see objectively what the picture is and be that outside influence. Well, let me ask you something. Did making the film change your own attitude about aging or Alzheimer's? It did, actually. I, I had an experience with my aunt, who was the matriarch of our family, who had Alzheimer's, and I love her dearly, um, and she was a wonderful person. And I had one experience with her that way, and then I made the movie, <laughs> you're going to laugh, then my life imitated art. It was the other way around, and then art usually imitates life. Mm-hmm. Then my best friend, you know, his gram has Alzheimer's, and I became very heavily involved in their life, and I was the outside person. <laughs> Interesting. In their life. And I think what happens is the people that are in the family, either they're embarrassed or they feel like they should be able to handle everything themselves when, mm-hmm. you know, that's not really true. It's way too much for one person to deal with a whole other person's life, especially when the other person's having memory loss. And there's all these other tasks to do. And I think reaching out and getting support and finding support and finding the balance and allowing people to help you, I think that's part of that letting go that you're talking about is, is to be more open to it that some people get either embarrassed or upset or angry either because of they think they should be able to handle everything and when they can't then they feel like a failure. But it isn't. There is no failure in that. It's just all like, how can we just make the best of what it can be for what it is mm-hmm. with everything involved and, and, and just really coming from that place of love not an easy task you know I mean like Serena Vincent played Sarah and Mm -hmm. that's uh, Levi's sister and she has decided to move away from the farm and get away from everything that has to do with farm and become the city gal and she then will interject her thoughts on Levi on how to take care of the father from afar 
and that's a family dynamic that occurs. I'm sure everybody can relate to that as well yep. in some situations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are the dynamics of all the other individuals that are participating in the family? And Michael Worth, the director, he did a fantastic job allowing everybody to find their moments, you know, and their characters within themselves and directing that. Mm-hmm. He just did a phenomenal job. And I'm sure you can see that when you yeah. watch the trailer, yeah. the featurette. Mm-hmm. How long did it take to shoot the film? Is the film completed? We just completed it and looking for distribution. And mm-hmm. I'd love it if I may do a plug that uh, people would go to uh, brokenmemoriesmovie.com and check us out there. We're on Twitter at Broken Mem Movie. Mm-hmm. And we're on Facebook at Broken Memories Movie. And we'd love it if you'd like us, follow us, keep up with our progress, see what's going on, check us out. We have some great interviews on there, the uh, featurette and our trailer and uh yeah, uh, it, it basically took us um, a little over a year uh-huh. and uh, just completed and very excited and looking for distribution right now. Is it going to play at any of the festivals coming up? We will be doing everything we possibly can to get it out in front of the public eyeballs because I really believe all generations are going to be able to re- relate to this. I think so, too. Uh, I mean, would you agree that we're like, we're social creatures, so we want to bond. Whether we bond in a gang or whether we bond with a family that's broken or whether we bond with a family that can be healed, we're all looking to bond with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Are you from L.A.? Uh, you know what? I was born in Los Angeles, so I'm native. Uh, You're a native, native Angelina. Uh, I am. I'm native. I did move when I was seven back to Ohio. Okay. I moved all over the country. We moved every six months until I was about 16. And then I uh, came back out to California. Uh, and uh, I have been here ever since then. Are your folks still alive? I did go up Midwest. Oh, okay. No, my, my father died when I was 15. Mm. And my mom, I, I didn't live with her since I was seven, but my mom got lost at sea when I was 21. Oh, my gosh. So, I know. That's a whole other story. That's, that's your a whole story. Other issue. Yeah. And that's my story. And that's, you know, that's why I'm so into family, family dynamics and, and really want to, I have great brothers and sisters and we're really close. And I was very close with my aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. who was a matriarch of our family, who mm-hmm. lived out here in California, who had Alzheimer's. So I got to see that and, and, and know how that affects everybody. And, and what's really wonderful is sometimes people with Alzheimer's, they're just so sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, my aunt, I didn't even know she had it for a really long time because, I, you know, she would never say that she never remembered. She was just so happy. Some people aren't like that. She was so happy. I know. It can go in lots of different directions. <laughs> you know, and you can go in lots of different directions. What was amazing was every, almost everybody that worked on the film really had a family member that had dealt with it or been dealing with it or some issue, and, and the connection was very deep for me on a personal level with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, The cast members could relate to it in some way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And what was really wonderful is, like, and you'll see, like, um, on our Facebook page or on our website, Chay London, Chay Landon, excuse me, her gram had Alzheimer's and she talked about that. And we have those interviews. Uh, Rance Howard, his uh, mother-in-law had Alzheimer's and he talked about that and he said that that prepared him for this role. And there's some just really great backstories of people that have had the experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing this on the big screen. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we take off? Uh, I just want to say that I think you're fantastic. I'm really super glad to hear all your stories because I listened to quite a few podcasts that, oh, that you've given. And thanks. 
And I just think that it's amazing that uh, you're reaching out to people and talking about it. Because I think talking and sharing and people seeing other opportunities and other stories, it gives them possibilities and hope that there's another way and that there's other possibilities in life. And learning to love and, and learning to care can be a lot simpler than maybe it, you're making it. Well, Cassie Cruz, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Uh, she's the producer of a new film called Broken Memories, and I'm really uh, so happy to have had you on the show and best of luck with the film it's a great one and i will continue to promote it thanks for being on the show cassie thanks so much bye 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 that's our show for today thanks for listening i'd love to know what you thought about today's show you can email me at jana at agewise.com that's j-a-n-a at A-G-E-W-Y-Z or Z, as my Canadian mother says. You can also find me online at agewise.com and you can subscribe to the podcast and download any episodes for free on iTunes. You can also listen to the podcast on Stitcher. I'm Jana Panaritis. See you next time. Until then, age well. Age wise.